Thank you for joining the Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we will study the books of Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. During this study, we will learn to have faith in God and follow His leadership, even during the most uncertain times of life. So, grab your copy of the Fall 2022 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. Today's lesson for September 25th, 2022, is entitled, Disobedience Leads to Defeat. It comes from Joshua chapter 7, verses 1 through 6, and 20 through 25. The application is, the student will observe how an act of disobedience carries consequences and negatively affects other people. Seeking the Context Too often, we underestimate the tremendous importance of our obedience to God and the far-reaching consequences of our disobedience. All the troubles in our world are caused by disobedience to God. We suffer the consequences of our own disobedience, but we also suffer the consequences of the disobedience of others. We are born sinners because of the disobedience of Adam, Romans chapter 5, verses 12 and 19. We suffer the consequences of bad decisions made by national leaders. Children suffer because of bad decisions of their parents. Never should we say, oh well, when it comes to our disobedience to God. God had just brought a miraculous victory for Israel at Jericho, and the confidence of Joshua and the people was riding high. But sometimes confidence can slip over into arrogance and pride. And we all know that pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 16, verse 18. We must be careful not to become self-reliant and forget that only God in our obedience to him brings victory. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Our lesson today could be called an A-class sin. It involves the sin of Achan, Israel's battle at Ai, and the valley of Achor. Achan, Ai, and Achor. What do you know about Israel's defeat at Ai? Why was Israel defeated? Searching the text. Number one, the sin of Achan. Joshua chapter 7, verse 1, 20, and 21. But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabda, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. When I saw among the spoils a good Babylonish garment, two hundred shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold of fifty shekel weight, then I coveted them and took them, and behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of the tent and the silver under it. 
The sin of Achan goes back to the Lord's command at the battle of Jericho. The Lord told the people not to keep anything from Jericho for themselves. All the silver, gold, and vessels of brass and iron were to be placed in the treasury of the Lord to be used for the tabernacle and the priest. Joshua chapter 6 verses 18 and 19. The Lord gave clear commands concerning the spoils of Jericho, but Achan disobeyed. Achan sinned against the Lord by keeping a Babylonish garment, 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels. Some commentators have estimated that these items amounted to an average worker's earnings in a lifetime. But regardless of the amount, it does not excuse Achan's sin. The accursed thing, repeated throughout this chapter, means something that had been devoted or dedicated since Jericho was Israel's first victory in the promised land. These spoils were a kind of first fruits to the Lord. Achan stole from the Lord. How many of us steal from the Lord by holding back our offerings so that we can spend our money on ourselves? Malachi chapter 3 and verse 8. There is no difference in this and the sin of Achan. Later, the Lord allowed Israel to take spoils from war. Joshua chapter 8, verse 2 and 27. But this time, the spoils were devoted to the Lord. If Achan would have waited, the Lord would have given him all the spoils he needed. This teaches us that waiting on the Lord and obeying him is so very important. We do not have to steal our blessings. We must wait for them. It is all about obeying the commands of the Lord. Verse 1 tells us that Achan's sin was also a sin of all the children of Israel and that the Lord was angry with all the children of Israel. The disobedience of one man brought defeat upon a whole nation. How might our sins affect others? Do others have to suffer the consequences of our sins? The Apostle Paul rebuked the Corinthian church because they had not dealt with the immorality of one man, 1 Corinthians 5. The entire church was affected by the sin of this one man. Hopefully, none of us are guilty of bringing God's judgment on our churches through unrepentant sin. We can see the progression of Achan's sin in Joshua chapter 7, verse 21. First, he saw the garment, the silver and the gold. It was not just an accidental discovery, but a longing look. What Achan should have done was to take them to Joshua or one of the priests to be deposited into the treasury of the Lord. Instead, he coveted them. To see something is one thing, to covet is sin. So much so, the New Testament identifies covetousness as idolatry, to make money your God. Matthew 6, 4, Ephesians 5, 5, Colossians 3, 5. Then Achan took them, or better said, stole them from the Lord. Finally, Achan hid them in his tent. This clearly shows that Achan knew what he did was wrong. This progression is not unlike how sin works in our lives. We see something 
and are tempted by it. The sin of covetousness or lust begins to stir in our hearts. And this brings us to an important decision. Will we obey God or not? If we disobey God by reaching out to take it, well, we have sinned against the Lord. And be sure your sins will find you out. Numbers 32, verse 23. And no matter how cleverly we think that we have hidden our sins, God knows. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper. But whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Proverbs 28, 13. Can you describe a time when you were tempted to sin against the Lord like Achan? How did you respond to that temptation? Number two, Israel's battle at Ai. Joshua chapter 7, verses 2 through 6. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Bethaven, on the east side of Bethel, and spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said unto him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai, and make not all the people to labor thither, for they are but few. So there went up thither of the people about three thousand men, and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai smote them about thirty and six men, for they chased them from before the gate even unto Shebarim, and smote them in the going down. Wherefore the heart of the people melted and became as water. And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening time, he and the elders of Israel and put dust upon their heads. There was sin in the camp, and Israel was not ready to go to battle. But Joshua moved forward, readying the troops for battle. As before, he sent spies ahead, but what he forgot to do was wait on the Lord's command. The Lord had commanded Joshua on how to lead Israel into battle at Jericho, Joshua 6.2, and later at the second battle of Ai, Joshua 8.1. Both of these were victories, but here Joshua moved on his own and took the advice of the spies and they lost. The spies decided that the city of Ai was an easy task. Their advice to Joshua was to take two or three thousand men and Joshua took their advice and sent three thousand. This was a mistake because when the Lord commanded Joshua at the second battle of Ai, he said, Take all the people of war with thee, and arise and go up to Ai, verse 1. It cannot be said too many times how important it is for us to wait on the Lord and his instructions. We cannot win the battle on our own. We need the Lord's leadership. We need the Lord's plan for victory. The battle was a failure from the beginning because the Lord was not leading it. Israel lost to Ai that day, and about 36 men lost their lives. 
if Joshua and Israel would have waited on the Lord. The sin of Achan would have been brought to light. Unfortunately, we sometimes learn the hard way. When you go to battle without the Lord, you lose every time. The people's hearts melted and Joshua rent his clothes. When our confidence lies in ourselves, our hearts will melt. And we too will end up embarrassed with dust upon our heads. It was a sad day in a defeated Israel. How could they win such an impressive battle at the stronghold at Jericho and suffer such an embarrassing loss at little Ai? The answer lies in obedience to the Lord. In the first, they obeyed. In the second, they did not. Have you ever run ahead of the Lord and failed miserably? What did you do? Number three, the Valley of Achor. Joshua chapter 7, verses 22 through 25. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran unto the tent. And behold, it was hid in his tent, and the silver under it. And they took them out of the midst of the tent, and brought them unto Joshua, and unto all the children of Israel, and laid them out before the Lord. And Joshua and all of Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the silver, and the garments, and the wedge of gold, and his sons and his daughters, and his oxen and his asses, and his sheep, and his tent, and all that he had, and they brought them unto the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. Achan's sin was revealed by the command of the Lord. Joshua was instructed to have the tribes of Israel to appear before the Lord. First, the Lord pointed out the tribe of Judah, then the family of the Zerites, and then the household of Zabdi. And finally, the Lord's finger pointed at Achan. Was Achan afraid as the Lord's verdict moved closer and closer to him? But how calloused our hearts can become to God's judgment. Maybe he, like so many today, thought, The Lord shall not see, neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. Psalm 94 verse 7. How wrong he was. It does not seem that Achan deserved any credit for his confession in verse 20 and 21. We cannot judge his heart, but it seems that only when he was backed into a corner did he confess. If we only confess when we get caught, it likely means that we only confess because we got caught. There is a huge amount of difference between confessing our sins because we got caught and confessing our sins because we are truly sorry that we have sinned against the Lord. True repentance is not sorrow over being caught. True repentance is sorrow over sinning against the Lord. 2 Corinthians 7.10 Achan and his family were stoned, and with them all his possessions were burned in the valley of Achor. Since the law prohibited family members from being put to death 
for the sins of other family members, Deuteronomy 24.16. Achan's family must have been complicit in his sin. Achan and his family died because they disobeyed the Lord and brought trouble on the entire nation of Israel. Maybe it was a fortune of a lifetime, but all the money in the world is not worth disobeying God to attain it. The name Achor means trouble. Achan's name means troubler. And this event illustrates the trouble we bring upon ourselves and others when we disobey the Lord. Can you describe a current situation where one person's sin is causing a great amount of trouble for others? Setting the application. Never underestimate the trouble that one person's sin can cause. When Sarah came up with the sinful idea of Abraham having a child with Hagar, it victimized Hagar and caused years of trouble between the descendants of Isaac and the descendants of Ishmael. When Lot chose to move to Sodom, it led his family to become comfortable living in a wicked city. David's disobedience in numbering the Israelites led to the death of 70,000 men. Jonas, fleeing from the Lord, put sailors' lives at risk and almost sank a ship. How might my sins today negatively affect my family and my church family tomorrow? It is unlikely that our sins will cause our nation to lose a war, but just as costly is the lost opportunity to lead someone to salvation in Jesus Christ. You have more influence on your lost friends or co-workers than you may realize. If they see and hear you acting in a way that is unbecoming of a Christian, your sins may push them away from salvation instead of leading them to it. The influence you have on your children, grandchildren, and children in your church is as important as winning a national battle. The battle for our children's hearts is hot, and Satan and his world are fighting hard to lead them away from the Lord. We need to win our children's hearts for Christ. What are we teaching our children about what is most important in life? What they see in us will convince them whether obedience to the Lord is the most important thing in life. Name three people who have had a great amount of godly influence on you. Can you name three people on whom you have had a godly influence? Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying again with you next week as we continue going through Joshua, Judges, and Ruth, learning to live victoriously in uncertain times. Until then, join us daily for our daily devotionals at www.bogardpress.org.